Hey everybody, Jim Sammons here, the Kayak Fishing Show, live, brought to you as always by Ballast Point. Today we're going to have a Victory at Sea, their Imperial Porter with coffee and vanilla, perfect for the kind of crummy weather we've had. Uh, so good, so good. Um, happy Friday to everybody and thanks for joining us. Um, haven't done a show in a little bit because... I've been traveling a little bit and, uh, you know, we went up to Canada, did some fishing up there with James Macbeth and Dennis, and then visited, uh, of course, our good friend, Will, um, then, uh, went to Florida, Lee County, Matt Lachey, uh, had a really good time there for once I went to Florida and didn't have terrible weather. We had one day of rain. Um, but overall it was, uh, a really, really nice trip. The fishing was a little bit tough cause there'd been a red tide. Uh, but I did, uh, as you've seen pictures, probably I did catch my very first cobia ever. So I was, uh, very, very stoked about that. I mean, what a tough fish. I caught it in about three feet of water on a little bass rod, uh, caught it on the, uh, Seville, uh, band of anglers, uh, dart spin. Of course, that thing's got about 30 different species on it now. Um, uh, so that was a, a heck of a fight. I mean, I really enjoyed it. And then uh, last weekend I was in Louisiana my uh, daughter was moving. So my wife and I decided to go out there and surprise her and help her move. So there's my excuses for uh, having not done a show in a little bit. Um, a couple of things I wanted to get to before the, uh, bring our guest on. Uh, if you saw the post recently where I had uh, lost my PLB personal locator beacon and, um, and I thought it had uh, been taken by TSA because it does have a lithium ion battery in it. Um, you know, so there was a lot of speculation where it went. Apparently, while we were moving around uh, in the dark, moving gear, it actually fell out of my bag or fell off my PFD in Florida. But I had never seen it. So um, got a call the other day from Air Force Search and Rescue. Uh, somebody had activated the PLB for a minute or so, but then they had also called Coast Guard and said they had found it. Um, they put me in contact with uh, the location, which was Tarpon Lodge, uh, and they were able to get this back to me. So I now have my PLB back. And, you know, I always like to have this on my PFD. It's just another great safety tool. So um, very, very happy to get that back. I didn't have to buy a new one. Um, some local news, it, it's been kind of lousy weather here the last few days, but uh, just got no uh, word earlier today. I mean, a, a heck of an accomplishment by one of our, not local, but uh, California kayak anglers. He hooked and fought, did not land. He says he leadered it, a swordfish deep dropping off of his kayak. Never been done out here before. Uh, the times that swordfish have been caught off kayaks uh, tiny little fish that I've ever seen. Nothing spectacular. This was a good fish. He was on it about five hours, he said. So trying to get a little bit more information from him on that. Uh, maybe we'll even get him on here to talk about it. I know he is now like fired up to try and actually do it again and actually land one. So that's, that's absolutely amazing. Amazing. Um, but uh, like I said, that's his thing. Uh, if we can get him on here and he wants to share the information, we'll try and get him on. So um, say hello to a couple people here. Uh, David, how you doing, man? Gene, thank you for joining us. Um, Sean Russell, always a, a viewer. Thank you, man. Uh, Kelly, thanks for coming on here. Uh, yeah, Gene, uh, I, the Canada trip was just awesome. It was actually kind of fun to be on a kayak fishing trip and not have a camera, <laughs> you know, just to fish and relax and, and hang out with, with the guys. Um, Mark McKenna. Hello, Jim. Got to get back to work. We'll watch later. And that's the thing, guys, you know, you can always watch this on replay. So, um, you have that opportunity. We, we will be doing a drawing, um, after this show for a, uh, Coquitat PFD, but we're going to give you 24 hours. So if you watch the show after the fact, uh, and you comment, 
uh, and you share it, you are going to have a chance to win that PFD still. So you got 24 hours. So don't worry about watching the show while it's on. I know a lot of people watch it later, particularly with us being what, doing this thing in the middle of the afternoon on a Friday. Uh, the reason we do it this time, if you've ever wondered, is because basically we have viewers from all over the world and this kind of ends up in a decent time slot for the people on the East Coast and for other places as well. Liam Young from Ireland. How awesome is that? I, I say it over and over and over, and he's watching actually on our YouTube channel. Uh, it, it, I just can't get enough of, of having people on here from all over the world. So I'd love to go to Ireland. It looks like such a beautiful country. Um, one place I have not been. Uh, we got Serge from Ottawa. So how you doing, man? Um, Donald, hi, it's always a great hour. I hope you're talking about my show, and it's it's a happy hour. Let's be happy and drink a beer. I always enjoy it. So anyway, with um, no further ado, uh, I'm going to bring on Matt Porter from Kokatat, who has, A, volunteered his time to come here and join us today. But also, again, they're going to be giving away a, um, a Leviathan PFD from Kokatat. Uh, you do need to like, comment, share, you know, for your opportunity, for your chance to win. Uh, you know, that's that's what helps uh, helps the, get the word out about these sponsors and uh, makes them want to come here and do that and give away stuff. So, oh, you know, one thing I wanted to talk about real quick. You know, I've been showing this. Uh, you can get a discount on the Cyber Fishing Rod Sensor. Uh, you know, they're giving a 15% discount if you use Cyber Gym. But... I posted about it earlier. They are doing a um, Black Friday kind of deal, and it's going to last a couple of days. And they're actually giving 30% off. Uh, so I put a link up earlier on the show or on the show page. So please take a look at that. If, if you've been thinking about getting one of these things, it's a super cool item. I, I really think you would like it. Um, and like I said, it's kind of a, an electronic fishing log. So unlike other ones, it actually not doesn't just count where you're at and uh, when you catch a fish, but it's also every cast. So you not, not only know where you caught a fish, but you know where you didn't catch a fish, which is, which is pretty cool. So uh, we had a couple more. Uh, hey, John, how you doing? Um, Chris, thanks for joining us. Kelly, thank you for sharing. Um, and John Anderson, again, watching on YouTube. Uh, hey, from Columbia, South Carolina. Have you tried the new Big Fish 108 pedal drive? If so, what's your opinion? No, I, I haven't. You know, I'm, you know, I actually just posted something about it the other day that I am a paddler. I really enjoy paddling. Pedals definitely have their place, but my biggest thing is paddling. Uh, Jackson does have some pedal boats, and I do work with Jackson Kayak. So if I'm in a pedal boat, those are the ones I've tried out. So unfortunately, I have not tried that. Maybe somebody else can uh, chime in that has. Uh, say hello really quick to my buddy Ulf Johansson from Sweden. Can't wait to see you guys uh, very, very soon in Thailand, Ulf. Anyway, let's get him out of here. Let's get Matt up on the screen because he's been sitting there waiting patiently. Matt, how are you, man? Good. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Anytime. Cheers. Happy Friday. I know you're in the office. You couldn't Happy have a beer. Friday. <laughs> the advantages of having my home office. Yeah, the advantage yeah, of a home office. <laughs> so, Matt, you are with Kokodat. What What do you do at Kokodat? Um, I my official title is I'm the product manager, um, but I I pretty much do a lot of stuff with product development. Um, I'm kind of the liaison between the sales and marketing department and our design team. And then I also run the website. Okay. So as any small kind of company, because it's not a big company, uh, everybody wears a lot of hats. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it is a great company. Like I said, it's right here in California. Everything is made here, right? Um, yeah. About, well, 90% of our revenue is from products that are made in Arcata. We do have some stuff that's made that's not made in Arcata, like um, our neoprene, for instance, is, is not made in Arcata. It's made offshore. So. Gotcha. Well, Kokodat has been a uh, a sponsor of my show for a long time. Um, you know, big fan of the product, and it, and it's not just uh, PFTs. You know, everybody knows that I am the PFD guy. I get on everybody about wearing PFTs, but not only PFTs, but proper paddling clothing 
for the the environment that you're in. And so we we want to touch on all of these different things today. Sure. So uh, everybody, if you have um, have any questions, you know, throw them out there for Matt, and he can answer them all. And I'll try and throw some out there as well. What we have one viewer that we probably should say hello to. And it's not coming. There it is. Lisa can, <laughs> Lisa can have a beer. She works with me because she has a home office. So yeah, she's probably sitting there <laughs> sipping a beer watching us right now. Um, and Joker 60 says Coca-Tite. Awesome gear. And Jeff says, hello. So, you know, you and I were talking yesterday, kind of going over what we might chat about. Um, and one of those things that I thought people might be interested in uh, is that whole process. Um, I know there is a lot more, and I, this was something I discovered recently when you and I were, uh, we were discussing different designs and different features on PFDs. And it's not like you can just go in and change something on a PFD, is it? I mean, there's a lot goes in behind. Yeah. I mean, you, you could just do it, but like once the Coast Guard figures out you did it, then you get <laughs> in some trouble. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, well, yeah, like we talked about, um, life jacket design is more complicated than, say, dry suit design just because um, you can't just do it and do the internal testing and the field testing with your team to verify it. You also have to submit it to the governing body to get it approved, just like. I know, not as complicated, but like cars have to go through crash test certification. It's the same kind of thing. Um, the the uh, the weird thing about it is we sell vests in the U.S., in Canada, and then in Europe, and each of those are different governing bodies. So we have to submit the same vest to get tested by three different agencies, which complicates stuff. So uh, for, for people who maybe you don't know uh, or understand all the different, because there are different types of PFTs, right? There are different classes of PFTs. Yeah, that's, yeah. Like, um, most of the stuff we're dealing with, especially for kayak fishing, um, until you get into like swift water rescue or uh, like guide type stuff for whitewater or sea kayaking is what's called a type three, at least in the U.S., U.S. Coast Guard, it's a type three. And that just means basically um, it's a general PFD. It's usually for paddling. It'll have on the label, it'll say type three and the intended use. So usually say like sailing, boating, stuff like that. So um, it, it's different from like a jet ski vest, I guess, where there's, there's some additional requirements where you have to throw a, a dummy out of a, speeding uh ski boat <laughs> and make sure that the life jacket doesn't fall off of it as he skips down the the water so. oh, that makes sense i guess yeah <laughs> one of the more fun tests but we don't get to do that one <laughs> <laughs> so uh what what else would differentiate a, a class three versus you know like you said a, a rescue vest or um you know a, a vest that's made to keep your head above water versus not sure yeah like there's um the rescue ones are like they're classified as type 5 vests and the main difference of that is they'll have a a tow system harness that's a quick release belt um like if you've ever seen either raft guides or you see the local fire department and they've got the black belt around their vest with the big red pull cord on it that's a rescue vest i've got one right here <laughs> that's it yeah so there's exactly. that pull cord. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's the main difference. I mean, there's some internal stuff, uh, reinforcement to take the additional load of the tow belt. Um, but that's that's the main difference. And then there's like, there's the like uh, the cushions on your the cushions on your um, motorized boat. Those are usually type two. Um, and then there's also some type fives, like the raft uh, customer vest, where they flip you over when you're unconscious. That's another, you know, the one with the the head, the pillow on the back of it that flips right, up when right. you're in the water. So uh, we have a comment from Jean Wilson, and Jean Wilson's, you know, one of the, the great ladies of kayak fishing. She says, "Hi, Matt. Kokatat was a very generous sponsor of the Pan American Bat." Bass Kayak Championship this year. Thank you so much. 
You're welcome. Glad we can support the the local events. Yeah, and you guys always have, and and that's that's one of the things that's always you know again dealing with a great little company. Um, I know a lot of people. You get hit up a lot. You know, people are always coming to you guys with their hand out, and you can only do so much. But I know you guys try to do as much as is humanly possible. So. That's always cool. But, you know, like I said, you know, everybody knows that I am the PFD guy. I get on everybody about wearing PFDs. This this guy actually who um, we were talking about earlier about the swordfish from the kayak, he posted a picture of himself fighting the fish and he's not wearing a PFD. <laughs> like a, a swordfish is one of the gnarliest fish out there. I mean, they're, they're strong as hell. Uh, they are mean fish. They will come up and just tear you up. Um, so I private messaged him and I'm like, please dude, put on a PFD. So what do you think? What can we do to get more people wearing PFDs? I mean, what do we have to do? Because I mean, I preach it and preach it and preach it. Unfortunately, people do, uh, run into trouble and people have lost their lives while kayak fishing and sure. of them are not wearing a PFD. Right. Yeah. I, th- I mean, I think it's definitely, a cultural thing within the sport possibly because um, and, and it's how do we change that cultural norm of, well, I don't need a PFD. I don't know how to swim Um, or I'm on my boat. uh, So I don't need a PFD Um, as a manufacturer. I mean, one thing is having, you know, team guys and sponsored events our marketing. Like when we, you see stuff from Kokatat, our people have life jackets on. So that that's part of it. Um, I mean, uh, and I, I, w- I would like to see, yeah, I'd like to see the publications. I mean, I, I don't want, I, I hate to see more laws, um, you know, but if we can at least, you know, as an, as a industry, you know, uh, the magazines, the publications, you know, don't publish pictures of guys without them on and the manufacturers uh, not promote their team guys unless they're wearing a PFD. You know, right. it, th- those are the, and, and just all of us just try to educate everybody else. You know, yeah. that, that's our biggest thing is, and, and, I, and I've probably said this a million times, is like, if anybody wants to see how fastly things can go wrong, um, how fastly? Did I say <laughs> fastly? <laughs> and how fast things can go wrong is, you know, there are videos online, you know, you look it up, kayak angler hit by boat. And, you know, it happens like that, you know, and when things go wrong, it's not like you plan on it going wrong and then you can go get that PFD, you know, and things go wrong in a hurry. So, you know, you just got to try and encourage people to wear them all the time. I hate putting up the articles because I don't think it's good for the sport, putting up articles that kayak angler dies. Right. You know, the thing is, it's that's the reality. And and most of the time that kayak or, or that PFD is strapped to the deck of their kayak. So right. the kayak survived, but they didn't. Right. Know? Well, you see the same thing in like the subculture too, where they're going through like a similar cultural difference where they're like, they're, a lot of them are coming from the surfing background. So it's, they don't, or that style. I mean, uh, that, that sport is very much surf centric, even if like a sup paddler is just out in the bay and they're not going to surf anything, but they're like, well, I don't need a life jacket because I've, the surfer guy doesn't have a life jacket on. So there's that whole, it's similar, I guess. Um, Yeah. Yeah. No, no, very much so. I mean, I surf, I don't wear a PFD when I surf. So it's, you know, I, I get that, but you know, I guess in comparison, most of the time when you're surfing, you do have a leash on. So right. at least if you do fall, you do have something floating next to you where the kayak can get pushed away from you. You're not tied to the darn thing, anything like that. So for people who are just joining us, we have Matt with us from Kokatat, and they have very generously uh, are going to be giving away a Leviathan PFD, which is a great fishing PFD. That's the one I'm, I've posted some pictures of me wearing it, and I've been wearing it for the last season. Uh, but in order to be eligible to win, you must comment, like, share this video. Uh, and again, that can be if it, whether it's in a replay, cause we're not going to draw until tomorrow. So, uh, make sure you do that. If you want to be eligible to win a Leviathan PFD, we've got a few more, uh, comments on here. Um, Larry says that's great product. Uh, George is saying hello from Texas. Um, 
David from Southwest Virginia. Uh, we got Long Beach, New York watching again on YouTube. I, I'm really liking this because we're getting more viewers uh, now that we've started broadcasting to both, um, starting to get a lot more engagement with people for watching on the YouTube channel as well. So I appreciate everybody who does watch it, our show over there. Again, Jerry says, make it a law. Um, you know, and actually, what do you think about that? Uh, I mean, I'm kind of more for personal responsibility. I mean, I think you should... Uh, you should you should see what circumstances you're on and make a make a educated guess from there. Um, I mean, I understand some stuff you need laws for, but I I know coming from a whitewater kayaking background, I guess it's never really been a uh, a thought process. It's just like I need a life jacket as much as I need a paddle right to, to go out. And I mean. I think because that's how I got introduced to the sport. It's like I feel naked if I don't have a life jacket with me. So, um, and I think that's a good point. Actually, is if you get in the habit of wearing a PFD, it does feel weird not to have one on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, I've gone on trips where we actually we shipped them down and they didn't show up, so we actually had to do a shoot without PFDs, and it feels very weird. If you wear one, if you're used to wearing one every time you're on the water, it feels very odd not to have one on. But I think another thing um, that would help to get people to wear them is is to wear stuff by companies like Kokatat, wear one that is made for kayaking or kayak fishing, because they're much more comfortable. Like if you if you if we were talking about the differences you mentioned, the differences between a water ski vest versus a paddling vest. You know, they're designed completely different as far as how they fit on your body, and if it's yeah. comfortable, you're more likely to wear it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a good example. The, the water ski vests, they're usually a longer torso. They're a neoprene material, so they don't, um, breathe well. So, um, and, uh, a kayaking specific vest is going to be a shorter torso because you're sitting in a boat. So you need less, you need to be able to sit down without your legs running into the bottom of the life jacket and riding up, you know, by your ears because of it um but yeah buying a vest that's specifically for the activity that you're doing so um which includes like on a fishing vest it could include a, a high back so the bottom half of your back of the vest is mesh so that the seat back integrates with you and doesn't you know push you forward um it could be a thinner back um could be pocket placement how you get it on what how you get the vest on and off so all right yeah, and, and, and try them on. Actually, uh, Luke um, kind of brings up a point here. He's like, I'm a huge fan of Kokatat PFDs, but I feel it's super hard to find them in stores on the East Coast. I really like trying them on before purchasing. And, and that's key. It, it is nice to be able to try them on to find the one that fits you properly. And along that lines, what I say is don't just try them on. Try it on and sit in a kayak. Yeah, exactly. See, see how it does feel with your kayak, with that seat on your kayak. Because, it again, it does make a big difference. Yeah, and that's the great – I mean, the local shop's the best place to go do that because you can. They'll have a boat in, in there. You can jump in there. Um, uh, just a little bit of a pitch. We do offer free return shipping from our website. So if you can't find a local dealer that has one, you could order it from us. And it's free return shipping and you can return it if it doesn't work as long as it's still got the tags on it and you haven't used it yet. So, yeah. And, and like I said, I, I think that it's just bottom line. It comes down to comfort. I mean, I for years wore a whitewater PFD versus a, any kind of a fishing PFD because I find them a little bit more comfortable. Um you know, the, I feel like I have more freedom of motion with my arms and being a paddler, you know, that and I'm not I'm not into all the pockets per se. So but there, that's the nice thing is like Kokotat's got so many different PFDs. You can find one that fits you right and that, that you like the comfort of. So, again, if it's comfortable, you're more likely to wear it. Um, Bob Geis says wear my PFD all the time. And I grew up as a competitive swimmer. Yeah, because being a competitive swimmer is not going to help you if you get hit in the head, you know, or, or something like that. Or, you know, um, you fall in the water and God forbid you fall in the water and don't know how to get back on your kayak, because I've certainly seen that enough times. 
you know, it's all part of the, the whole safety thing. You know, you should know how to do that self rescue and, and, and all that. Right. And, and water temperature has a huge part to, uh, factor in being able to function. If you fall in the water and it's too cold, like you could be a collegiate level swimmer, but you're not going to make it very far. Right. Hypothermia is a real thing. <laughs> you know, it, it, uh, I went in the water, I was actually kayak surfing them I and mean, I'll admit it. This was probably 25 years ago. Um, uh, I was out kayak surfing, um, out at uh, point Loma here and I was just wearing wetsuit shorts and it was in winter and I didn't have a PFD on. And I went in the water, got just destroyed by a huge wave, had to swim for my kayak. By the time I got on my kayak and managed to paddle back to shore, which was a couple miles, I was damn near hypothermic. Um, I learned my lesson then. And it's for me, you know, it's always been PFDs all the time. And like I said, wearing one that fits properly. If anybody has seen the video of me almost drowning on the Ottawa River, uh, that was simply a matter of me putting on a PFD that was not mine. I grabbed somebody else's and didn't do my normal cinch it down. Because when I wear a PFD, I wear it tight. Because I always say, if you want the PFD to move with you, you don't want to move inside the PFD. And because that's going to, you're going to get more chafing and such. But then when you go in the water, which happened to me, I went in the water and the PFD is over my face. So wearing the one that fits you properly and that you have put on properly, you know, I have to like kind of really squish that thing together to get it on. But once it's on, it feels right. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jeff says, I know it may seem a bit crude to some people, but start showing pics of drowning victims. Uh, use the word reality. That's what a lot of people need to see, the reality of the situation. Yeah, you know, we try to avoid that because, again, I, I try not to push it that hard. Um, because, I mean, like I said, it's, it's not good for business to say somebody died doing the sport. But most of them, when it happens, again, they're going out in conditions that are beyond their abilities uh, not wearing the proper clothing, wearing cotton, cotton jeans, sweatshirts, and, um, not wearing that all important PFD. Um, but besides the PFD, we can make, just kind of step into it a little bit is, um, proper clothing. Coconut has everything right for the proper clothing and wearing the pro the proper gear for the conditions. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we do, we make everything from full dry suits to sun protection shirts, like the full range of the, the weather and conditions you're going to find on the water. So, and that's, I mean, it's really important uh, to dress, you know, dress for the water conditions. If you're, if you're doing stuff in the cold it, where the water's cold, you want something to protect you from that cold. So you don't get hypothermic or just so while you're on your boat, you're comfortable and having a good time. You're, out on the water longer because you're not getting cold or right. you're not overheating because the thing you're in is breathing and working properly and you have the proper layers under it. So it's working, you know, as a complete system. Right. And that's what I always say, you know, it is a system. It's like, for instance, I mean, I love the uh, Coca tap bibs with the stocking foot. I mean, they're so much more comfortable than your basic waders. Um, but it is part of a system. You know, I, I would never go out in something like that without a PFD on. And most of the time it is combined with a paddling jacket. So mm -hmm. it, it's, it, though it may not be a full dry suit, it's pretty close for the few minutes that I might be in the water because I do know how to self-rescue. <laughs> right, right. Well, and that's all part of the equation. It's like, what are the conditions you're going out in? What's your skill level? what are the potential issues you might have um and that can determine what you need but um like you said the bibs you wouldn't go out it, the bibs are great but if you went out with the bibs with a pair of levi's under them they're not great <laughs> but if you have a you know if you have a wicking base layer on and then which you guys uh, also have right yep yeah we offer you know synthetic base layers we also offer a wool base layer called wool core and then a a fleece over that, depending on the, the, the air temperature and the water temperature, then you're going to stay dry and comfortable. Um, but you need those, you know, you, you need those technical pieces of clothing under the waterproof layer so that you, so that 
it'll move the moisture away from your body and then it moves out through the waterproof breathable layer of the bib. Right. And, and, and I'll tell you what, I mean, I see people, and I did the same thing. Like I said, back in the day, I was wearing wetsuit shorts and a, uh, you know, a polypropylene shirt and that's all I would wear out there. And I'd wear that year round and wetsuit booties on my feet. Um, but now, it's like what took me so long because I tell you what, when it's winter time and I don't care even here where it doesn't get super cold, it sure is nice to have dry feet. Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> can ruin your day quicker than anything. Just Oh, yeah. You know, you get that that ache of your feet and stuff. and But having a, a, a warm foot with a wool sock on your foot underneath that Gore-Tex uh, stocking foot that you have on the... Uh, uh, the pants as well as your dry suits as well as the bibs um i mean it makes all the difference in the world um lisa says remember when people skied without helmets <laughs> now it feels so weird yeah it's people have embraced the safety aspect you know um so it, that's always good to see um when you're when you're thinking about you know what level because you guys have different levels of product what, what are you looking at you know, say one dry suit versus the next. Um, is it a matter of the design or do you, do you look at the activity as well as the conditions that you'll be in? As far for like for choosing something to yeah, wear? Yeah, they're looking at a, a different, say say if they, they, they go, they're from Northern California, uh, it's definitely bigger water, colder water up there, uh, or they're from the East Coast, we're definitely colder water. Um, you know, definitely dry suits the way to go. But how do you pick the right one? Um, I mean, there's um, there's a number of things you can do. I mean, it's a lot of it's um, the conditions you're going out in, what your 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 price point is. Like the nice thing about our product line is we we make a lot. Our, we're known for our Gore-Tex suits, you know, Gore-Tex dry suits. But we also make a full line of stuff that's. Uh, a non Gore-Tex that's still made in Arcata. It's still a waterproof breathable fabric, but it's at a lower price point. So you've got, that's one option. Like what's your, what can your pocketbook take the hit for, you know? Right. Um, the other option is um, what's, what's the intended use? Like uh, a lot of guys up here that kayak fish will wear a full dry suit when they're doing offshore stuff. Um, but that same guy might have a semi dry suit if he's just going in like Trinidad Bay or something like that, where it's, yeah, you're in the ocean, but you're in a protected, you're in a protected bay. So you're not going to have the, the chance you ending up in the water because of a rogue wave or something are really slim. And if you fall in, you're, st you're in protected water. So you're just right. you're climbing back and you're not going to spend a lot of time underwater, I guess. Whereas, you know, guys, uh, that are going out through the break or something and it's, it's winter, they'll probably wear a full dry suit cause they could be taking, you know, waves over the deck. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, you know, if you don't have that protection of at least having a jacket that seals around your neck, um, you know, versus the, the full dry suit, but at least having some seals around your neck. Cause if you have to punch through surf and that first wave goes down into your jacket and down into your set, you're cold from the word go. Yeah. You're, you might as well turn around and head in because it's <laughs> the rest of the day is not going to be fun. Yeah. So like I said, and, and again, you guys have the, the paddling stuff, everything from, I guess what you would call splash gear um, to full submerge, submersion type of stuff. Right. Yeah. And a, a lot of guys with uh, most guys with fishing, um, the semi dry suits, like our, our, our gore angler or, supernova angler and the hydrus fabric is what they'll if they need a full suit for fishing that's what they'll go with and it's it's a full dry suit except the neck is a like a punch through neoprene neck instead of the latex gasket so it's a little more comfortable yeah they're definitely more comfortable yeah so long if you're you're in them you could be in them for a long time so it, you might as well have that comfort and if you do end up in the water you, you you're it's dry enough like that you're gonna stay warm and comfortable right um well i'm gonna bring up the uh Kokotat website here just so people kind of get, get a look at it um i think i need to change something real quick boom 
and we'll bring this up. Oh, I forgot to change that. The women, <laughs> women's kayak fishing with Drew Gregory. <laughs> uh, sorry, uh, but it is, uh, it's a it's a great website. Um, although it's there, we go. Uh, it's got articles in it from your brand ambassadors. Uh, it's got all the different products, and what I what I really like is the fact that uh, when, when you go to shop, uh, you can break it down by all these different categories, including the activity. So there, there's a kayak fishing section, um, and then there's straight up if they're just looking for live fests, you know, go to that, and you have all the different categories there as well. Anything new that we want to point out? New you can go to the new arrivals if you want to. There's new arrivals. There we go. Yeah, we've got some new, I mean, a lot of new sea kayaking stuff this year, but there's also some, some new splash jackets. Um, if you scroll down a little bit, that jetty jacket is a really nice piece. It's a splash jacket, but it's got a detachable hood on it. Um, I love it because I am not a fan of hoods. It's got uh, a nice fleece collar on it too. So that's that's been a really popular piece um, for sit-on tops. There we go. Available in a couple different colors there. Yeah, we've got bright and not so bright. Yeah, I kind of like the not so bright. I'm not so bright. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and you guys have, I've also seen, um, in the past, particularly for the people that are wearing the, um, dry suits, uh, you guys have the full service there. If people need to replace gaskets or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, we have a full service facility that's inside the factory. Um, so we can do, uh, water tests, we can do gasket replacements, warranty evaluations, but um, like uh, if you buy a suit, it's going to last you for a long time um, and you might punch a hole in it, you know, um, so you, you need to send it in and get a patch or something. That's a service we offer. Well, that's good. That's Yeah. I've, what What is the, um, what would you recommend? I'm going to drop this back down. Um, put us back up. What do you recommend as far as uh, taking care of say your, your dry suits or any of your paddling gear? Sure. Um, I mean, the most important thing to do is make sure that you dry them out in between uses or that, I mean, if you're going enough that, that you're going out, but if you're going to store it for any, any uh, time, definitely make sure it's dry and clean. Um, it, it, you don't need to wash it every time you use it, but it's a good idea, especially if you're in salt water or any kind of like estuary where it's mixed fresh and salt water that you rinse it with fresh water after every use. Cause, um, salt water can be pretty nasty. Well, on pretty much anything, right? right. <laughs> all, your, all your kayak hardware, you know, your fishing, your fishing gear and on the suits too, like that, um, the salt can crystallize on the fabric and it can start working into the face fabric and then uh, it, it can shorten the life uh, of that. So, um, but uh, making sure it's dry, you're not storing it, you know, in the trunk of your car wet on a sunny day is a good thing to avoid. So, um, treating what about, the, the, what about the zips? The zippers, uh, the, the nylon zippers are pretty self-sufficient, but there is, you, um, you do want to wax them every once in a while. Um, there's a zip tap wax that looks like a big, uh, chapstick, um, tube and that you can wax your zipper with that and that'll keep that from getting damaged. Um, uh, sand and salt are probably the nastiest things and dirt for your zipper. So again, making sure you rent spray off the outside of your suit is really important. Same with your life jackets, you know? Yeah. Cause they, and they get funky if, if you, um, don't, um, and then with like, with the socks, the big thing is when you're changing into your stuff, don't change, like 
put something down, put the floor mat of your truck down to change on it or change on a tarp. Don't like sit in the gravel parking lot and suit up and punch a hole in the bottom of your sock. You know, right. And then the over the top of that sock, some kind of a water shoe, or I know Coca again has, uh, the, um, the wetsuit booty type of shoe yep. over the top of it to protect them. Yeah. Again, that's, that's the part you're going to damage the fastest if you don't take care of it. Yeah. Uh, Serge has a question here. Um, most of your fishing PFDs are the pockets waterproof. They aren't. Uh, none of them are waterproof. We tried to make some of the pockets so they would hold a waterproof case, like a smaller waterproof case. Um, but we don't have any that are waterproof by themselves. Yeah, it's hard um, because most of them are just Velcroed over and flaps and you know, it, it's hard. I think anything you're keeping in those pockets should be stuff that's pretty bulletproof. Right. You know, in all honesty. Um, uh, Luke says, thanks for the info. Seems like Kokodat has better styling and more functionality on fishing PFDs. And and, and again, it, it does come down to uh, personal choice and what you like in a PFD. I know I know a lot of guys like all those pockets, you know, the the... And for me, I like attachment points, you know, mm -hmm. um, so having the ability to have one versus the other, you know, I want some pockets, but I don't like, I personally, because I'm not putting a lot of stuff in my pockets, I, I prefer that they don't have a lot of pockets. That's why, again, another reason I used to wear a whitewater PFD because I didn't need the pockets. Sure. And I think like going back that a lot of people are coming from, I mean, they're, their um, experience with life jackets is either the ones that dad used to store, you know, under the seat or like the one you had to put on at Boy Scout camp that looked like a, a toilet liner. Yeah, toilet. The horseshoe, uh, yeah. The horseshoe thing. So going in and like actually seeing what's available and trying them on, you're like, oh, these are comfortable. It's not going to feel like I'm wearing a toilet bowl liner over my neck. Right. Yeah. And, and like I said, it, you get into the habit of wearing them. It, it makes so much, so much difference. And, and honestly, uh, another thing is you, there's a lot of them, you know, you have the thin back, which definitely helps um, with your seating position. But don't forget, you can also adjust your seat to make up for that difference. So there, there's all kinds of ways to make it feel right. Um, and you just have to play with that. Chris uh, Lemon says, it's a law to wear your seatbelt in a car. I feel it should be law to you wear a PFD while you're on your kayak. We lost too many kayakers in Texas each year due to no PFD. And, and you know, again, you know, we keep getting back to, to this, but I mean, I always say if, you, if you're not thinking about yourself, uh, think about the people that are going to miss you when you're gone and the anguish you're going to put them through. And if you don't have any of those people, think about the people who have to go out and try and find you uh, and the danger you could be putting them in. Um, you know, the PFD, like I said, in that cold water situation, hypothermia is real um, and you start not being able to function. Well, that PFD is going to keep you afloat and might give you those couple of extra minutes for somebody to find you and to help you out. And it, it does make a big difference um you know to, to have that thing on and, and like i said i, I i'm going to preach this and until i'm no longer talking because i i think it's that important that people do wear a pfd and again i don't know that we necessarily need to make it a law but you know maybe we're we don't we don't make it a law and just start thinning out the herd um <laughs> i mean it, on river like um Again, coming from the whitewater side, like if you, it is a law on, on most rivers, uh, on a lot of spots where you have to wear a PFD. Like if a ranger finds you without a life jacket, you'll get, you'll get popped for it. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's area to area, but uh, you know, the, especially if you're on any kind of permitted river, that's usually a requirement where they'll actually check you. There'll be a ranger at the, the put in check-in to make sure you have a approved PFD. Everyone in your group has one. Some places even require a backup one, like if it's a multi-day section, you know, where you're having, right? you know, patch, it's like patch kit, first aid kit, extra life jacket. Like that's part of your, what you need. Yeah, so. well, it makes sense. It totally makes sense. Um, 
Gene Wilson says, I saw that near fiasco on the Ottawa. That made me pay more attention to the fit. And that's the Ottawa where I almost drowned. Actually, if anybody wants to see that, I did I did post up the video while I visited Canada of that section where I almost drowned. I kind of revisited it. I didn't run it. <laughs> um, a, lot, a lot of water on the Ottawa. Uh, Jeff Krasinski, does anyone make a dry suit in extra tall sizes? Yeah, we do. I, our, our full dry suits, we offer custom sizing on them. So uh, we don't offer that on the semi-dry suits, but our full dry suits, uh, we do custom sizing. You can go, we have a custom a fit thing on our uh, on our website uh, that you well, can go to. Where would I find that? Uh, right at the top next to shop, it says custom. Custom. You go there. And then scroll down a little bit, and you can pick what suit you want. If you scroll past the hippie guy in the video, and then you choose your suit, and in there you can choose colors, and also you can enter your measurements, and it'll give you uh, a sizing uh, recommendations, including if you need a, a stock size or if you need to lengthen or shorten a stock size. And then we then we build it for you. That's that's awesome. Um, <laughs> that is a beautiful <laughs> one. <laughs> I don't want to go somewhere where it's so cold I have to wear. It. <laughs> well, the the hood's removable on that one, so you can look cool in the parking lot and then take it off. Or actually oh, gotcha. <laughs> You know, actually, speaking of fit, and, and because we did have a comment from Gene, um, obviously, women's bodies are different than men's for the most part. Um, are you do, are you making PFDs specific for women uh, to fit them a little bit better? Yeah, I mean, we've we've start we've paid it. We try to pay attention to the differences and basically, you know, torso shapes of men and women. Uh, when we're designing life jackets. Um, one of our most popular ones is the Misfit vest, which is specifically designed for a woman. But um, Bring your back up again. Yeah. Um, back to shop. And women. Life vest. Life vest. There we go. Yeah. And that one's designed, it was originally designed off of like a princess seam dress. So it wraps on your torso. Um, it's down there a little farther. There, the Misfit Tour. Oh, right there. Yeah. And I mean, some of the other features, it has a shorter torso on it. Um, this is also one of our most popular men's vests because some of the stuff that makes it a good women's fit makes it a good men's fit too, like how it wraps around you. Um, but we have uh, the Leviathan, we pay a lot, which is our, our newer kayak fishing vest. We pay a lot of attention to women's um, shapes on that one. There's a, a scoop out on in the Leviathan uh, so that um, it'll fit the chest area. <laughs> um, so uh, they're, they're basically not necessarily specific women's, but basically kind of geared towards a, a true unisex. Yeah, I guess the way to say a true unisex, but making sure that it it actually fits a woman's body c correctly. Because mostly when you say, oh, it's a unisex, it's like, well, we made sure it fit uh, a dude. And then like we made an extra small so the ladies could wear it too. Um, whereas we're making sure when we're developing a vest that uh, it does fit on a full range of women's sizes as well as, you know, the men's. That's good. Uh, David, um, I've never been one to wear a PFD used to fish a lot of bass tourneys and bass boats. Only had to wear when motor was on hard to make myself wear mine, but have to be an example for my son which we are bass fishing tourneys now took a bit, but wouldn't do it any other way now. I mean, like I said, even on the boat and, and we have a boat and 
Um, I've got my PFDs on the boat. Um, I don't always wear it, but if it even looks dicey at all, uh, when I was in Florida, the last day we were there filming uh, this tournament and that day the weather went completely sideways. So I stayed on the film boat to help them film and, and, and move around. And just cause I didn't feel like paddling in the stormy conditions, but even on the boat, I was wearing that PFD all day. Um, because again, you do have to, you have to be safe. And I know a lot of my friends that have boats where their PFD is on the boat as well. And like I said, it's just making it a habit, make it a habit. Um, you know, that, that's one of the biggest things. Uh, Bob guy says he loves his, uh, coconut dry suit. That's awesome. Awesome. Um, uh, David Morris, I used to wear an automatic inflating PFD when I had my bass boat. I wear a regular PFD now that I am on my kayak fishing. Um, yeah, you know, it's, of course, I loved the CO2. Um, that's, I mean, that's the one I wore for a long time. But the reason I wore the CO2 over an inflatable is it has inherent flotation. So you know you're going to float. You don't have to rely on a mechanism working. So in, in this situation, you're out on your own, you know, you're on your own kayak. You don't have somebody there who can help you if you run into trouble. Most of the time um, you want that flotation. You don't want to have to rely on something either that you have to manually inflate or that you have to, um, like I said, the automatic inflations. And there's nothing funnier than when some go, somebody goes through a wave or something and it <laughs> blows up on their face. Yeah. I've seen that before. <laughs> Um, Egowitz, how you doing, buddy? He is in Spain. Um, and Gene Wilson says, hi, Egowitz. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. I just zoomed through a whole bunch of stuff here on accident. Um, John says, nice winter right around the corner and need some new gear. And and that's really, I mean, you bring that up. I mean, winter, it, when that water and air gets colder, um, you do need to be prepared. And, and I think you were mentioning earlier, you know, it's not just the air temperature. You got to dress for that water temperature, right? Right. I mean, that, yeah, that's the whole point. I mean, the, the, you got to think about uh, both of them when you're going out for the day because you need your gear to keep you, you know, dry and comfortable while you're in the boat. But if something happens where you end up out of the boat for a little bit, you want to, you know, you don't want it to become a dangerous situation because you, you get hypothermic, you know. So you want to be able to function, get back in your boat, and, and then, you know, after you get in your boat, not have to go in because you're worried about getting too cold. You can keep fishing. Or, I mean, it could be as simple as you're, you get the right gear. So if it's a crappy day, you can still go out like your right. comfort, your, you know, your comfort um, level or comfort range is expanded by good gear. So, right. And again, just, just even that little thing, like I was talking about before, just having dry feet, you know, because if anybody's seen me, they always see me dropping my feet in the water. I do it all the time. And if you're having to launch through the surf, you're, you're walking through the water. Most of the time, it's hard to launch a kayak without stepping in the water, having dry feet is huge. It goes a long way in keeping your whole body warm. And then again, having those correct layers, because if you're not wearing the correct layers, as we kind of touched on earlier, if you're not wearing the correct layers underneath, uh, it gets pretty damp and clammy in there. So having that, those layers that wick away the moisture, right? Yeah. Yeah. So about that, I mean, uh, it, it becomes a closed environment, you know, inside of your suit or your bib or something. And, um, that can get nasty pretty quick if you don't yeah. have, you know, the, the right layering underneath it. So. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Luke actually brought up one of your products, huge fan of the dirt bag, keeping a PFD and gear clean and dry is super important. What's a dirt bag? So the dirt bag is our, uh, is a gear bag we make. It's, um, if you go well, into our, again and yeah, I think it's under our, if you go to the hats, the hats one down towards the bottom, hats, shirts, uh, hoodies. Hats, shirts, hoodies. And then it's, if you scroll towards the bottom, you'll, you'll find it, but it's a, a gear bag. It's, it's similar to a travel gear bag, but it's specifically for kayaking gear. So we've got, um, it's got the backpack shoulders on it. 
so it's easy to carry around. Um, there's also a big mesh top. So when you, for your, the main pocket has a mesh top there, your gear can, um, your gear is wet. So you can put your gear in there, it'll dry out. Um, we've got uh, pockets on both ends, as you can see, those yellow zippers on the ends. One's got, is a shoe compartment with a drain at the bottom so that you keep your gross, nasty shoes away from your nice dry suit and your life jacket and all your layering. Uh, and then we've also got, there's a, on the bottom, there's a, a included tarp that comes out of that bottom zippered pocket to change on so that you don't poke a hole in your socks when you're changing. So that is great. No, I've actually never seen that. Yeah. It's what, it's a newer product. We just, uh, we just got it in or just started selling it a few months ago, but, um, I'll have to put that, I'll have to put that on my wish list. Uh, Lisa, Lisa, are you listening? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we made, we made sure it's got enough, it's enough, uh, it's a 90 liter bag. So you've got enough room for, to get, you know, a suit, shoes, insulation, life jacket all in there. Oh, your PFD um, will fit in there as well. PFD will fit in there as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, oh yeah. In that picture, you kind of see the PFD there. Yeah. Right? Awesome. It's not well, check on size for an airline, but you know, you could probably get away with it <laughs> or carry on size. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, it looks like it's very well thought out. Like I said, you're just having that mesh on top. So you're not enclosing all the, the nastiness in there. Yep. And the bottom's a bucket style. So it's got a waterproof bottom on it. Um, and then it's got some, you know, you saw compression straps on the outside and there's some lash points where you can get a carabiner through so it doesn't pop out of the back of your pickup truck when you're driving around. So, um, Let's see. I know I saw a question here for you. Uh, I want to make sure. Well, uh, Richard Yakfish says, what about fly fishing waders? Well, the... Um, I said the bibs are, are very close to that. And for me, they're much more comfortable because they have the Gore-Tex sock instead of that thick neoprene, neoprene sock. So for me, the, the, the Kokatat bibs totally replaced uh, me ever wearing my, my what you would consider a traditional fly fishing waders. Uh, I think they're much more comfortable. Um, David uh, says, would love to get the Leviathan, was looking to purchase next month. Would you recommend for a bigger guy or is one of your others ones better using it for bass fishing? Well, I don't know, David, how big of a guy are you? Because I'm, uh, I'm not small. Uh, I'm not huge. But I mean, I'm over 230 and that Leviathan fits me really well. Uh, what do you think, Matt? Yeah, I mean, um, I, I'd recommend, depending on his size, I'd re recommend the Leviathan. I think it, it it's probably our most comfortable one for for fishing specific. Um, if he goes bigger than that, we do have the Aries life jacket. It's more of a uh, less pockets and stuff, but I, it would probably fit a little bigger than the Leviathan. But the, the Leviathan fits a pretty big uh, chest size, so... Um, Jokers, uh, 60, do you, do have a question for Coke Tat? with their mass suit? We'll do the alterations on, I'm not understanding the question. Do you understand that? <laughs> I do. So the, the mass suit is a, a suit we make for one of our government contracts. Um, and we, we, we don't sell it, uh, to the consumer market. So, um, we wouldn't, offer alterations i mean we offer uh it is what it is through the the program um i'm assuming if he has one it's through his work so but i mean if, if he needed alterations could he can you guys help him out with that or um he he uh he should call in to our our repair facility um a lot of those are uh have a contract associated with them so it's just handled differently Gotcha. Gotcha. David said, uh, Morris, I thought about that, but if you flip and it fills up, then it might fill up too fast. Well, the bibs actually, and I assume that's what you're talking about. The bibs actually have a uh, neoprene kind of waist on it that kind of acts as a weighting belt. Um, but again, we always think about these things as the whole package, you know, have, making sure you have that PFD on. 
making sure that you have, if you're wearing a paddling jacket over the top of it, that also helps with water getting in there. But what you will find, and I did a video on this years ago, if you jump in the water in uh, lightweight breathables or these bibs, the water pressure actually pushes down on the garment and doesn't allow water in. Now, if you're in the water for a long time flailing around, you're going to get water in there. But it, it's actually not that easy to get water in it. And like I said, in a rough water conditions, you know, tumbling around, that's a different story. But just falling off the kayak, I mean, I was jumping off, I was diving off the side of a pool with lightweight breathables on and getting very, very little water in them. And that was without wearing a wading belt or anything. So, uh, And also we have some jackets with our double uh, tunneled waist on them. They'll actually roll into the, the waders or the, the whirlpool bibs so that you can make a, a dry system with that. So you, you just roll, you uh, roll the two pieces of fabric together like a dry bag, and then you can seal it with the, the outer tunnel of the jacket and then your life jacket on top of that. And you can get a really dry seal that way. Very cool. Uh, Liam, uh, we're going to try and crank through some questions because it's already been an hour. Um, <laughs> what size of boots would you wear over a full dry suit? I wear trainers every time out. Um I mean, me personally, and that's, again, that's why I love the, the Gore-Tex stocking foot is I, I'm wearing the same size as a normal shoe, maybe a, a hair bigger because I've got socks on plus the stocking foot, but it's almost the same size as your normal shoe or a sandal or something that it's more a matter of protecting that booty. You don't have to go, you know, like I said, I mean, I've had the neoprene stocking foot waders and, you know, you're wearing a size 14 boot to get over that, that neoprene. So this is comfort wise so much better. Yeah. It's really just like wearing a second sock. Like if you, it's a little thicker, but not much. I think it's more a function of like, if you're in a situation where you have to wear a dry suit, um, are you going to have really thick socks under the dry suit that would require you to go up a size than the, the sock foot on the, the dry suit itself. Right. Uh, Bob dry suit has a zipper so you can pee. <laughs> yeah. The, the relief zipper. Yeah. There's, there's <laughs> nothing worse than a suit without a relief zipper when you have to yeah. go trying to get out of a dry suit when you have to pee is, is not a fun experience. Uh, so Jeff is back to 38 inseam, six ten, three hundred pounds. That's not a small dude. <laughs> No, um, I'd have him like if he like I said, go to that custom page and put all his measurements in. There's a set of about eight measurements they're looking for, and then they can rec they can uh, kick a size recommendation to you, um, and then yeah, and they can he can call in too to uh, to get sizing help on that. Well. We've got more questions and all that, but we've kind of run out of time. Maybe, uh, Matt, if you get a chance, you can scroll through those and maybe answer them uh, later on. But again, uh, everybody who has liked, shared, commented, uh, you will be entered and we'll be doing the drawing tomorrow for the Leviathan PFD. So one of you guys is going to win that. And again, you can be watching it on the replay. So just make sure you comment and share. Um if anybody wants to see the great stuff at Kokatat, it is at Kokatat.com. Um, Matt, I can't thank you enough for joining me. That that show flew by, and I, it's probably because it is a subject I am so passionate about. Uh, but great information. I really appreciate it. Um, any any final parting words? Anything you uh, that we, you think we missed that you wanted to touch on? No, I mean, we could... We could talk for hours about it, right? <laughs> Thank, thanks for having me. And like, yeah, um, if you guys have more questions, go to the website, give us a call. Um, yeah, always always good to hear from people. So, Yeah, and, and like I said, if you have questions, comments, you know, uh, Matt can take scroll through these things later and answer those questions. Or, you know, hey, you know, what are you looking for in a PFD? People, you know, what, what would you like to see in a PFD? Because they're always, you know, looking at the next one. You know, yep. we talk about how long it takes to get one out and designed and approved and everything else, but they're always looking to make the next best product. So if you have ideas on a PFD, put them down here and these guys can go scroll through there and, uh, and find 
out what you're thinking of what you're because we're all different like i said i know i know so many guys that love all those pockets and then i'm the other one who who doesn't love all the pockets and i want attachments for my pfd and my pld i mean my vhf and my plb but i don't need a whole lot else so it you know finding the right one for you is so important and that's why coke dad has so many different ones but they're always looking to make the next one so throw those ideas out at us uh matt again thank you i'm going to drop you out of here man all right. Have I'll a good one. Talking, I'll be talking to you later. Have a great weekend. You too. Well, wow. That was a, <laughs> that was a good show, man. That, that really flew by. I really appreciate everybody joining us again, brought to you by Ballast Point Brewing Company. I hope you have a good weekend. If you are going out on the water, please, please, please wear your PFD and keep your paddle right side up. Have a great weekend. I'm out. Oh, I'm going to freeze it.